the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. My thanks to Ruth Edmonds, former candidate, 15th Congressional District, who joined us an hour ago. You can catch that interview on the podcast at 989FMTheAnswer.com. No, it's 989TheAnswer.com. That's how you download the app, 989FMTheAnswer. The website is 989TheAnswer.com. Aaron posts the podcast uh, diligently every day, immediately after the show. So we hope that those of you who have listened to the show previously in the afternoon and now are at work and can't listen to it on the stream at 989theanswer.com, that you will find the podcast. And if you have a segment that you enjoy, I would appreciate it very much if you would send it to a friend and tell them to become a convert, part of our audience. Love to have you participate in the show. Appreciate the calls. I will we'll pledge to treat you with respect. I will reserve the right to disagree with you or to agree with you. But uh, I promise that I will be respectful to you. Okay. I don't think I've disrespected Joe Biden. I've worked hard not to disrespect Joe Biden. But I'm also not going to be afraid to tell the truth about Joe Biden. A lot of people have wondered, and the question has been asked numerous times. I've heard Hugh Hewitt ask it of all the different Trump people he's had on. And it's a, I get the question. Um, what would have happened if Trump? Now, I believe that it would not have been nearly botched like this because I believe Trump inspired fear. Uh, enemies were afraid of Trump. And that fear is useful. It's a useful fear. But I do not, as you know, believe that our future in this country is best entrusted to another term of Donald Trump. We need a younger, more energetic, less polarizing leader. Part of leading is uniting, getting everybody on the same page. I think that ship has sailed on Trump, and I don't think he can do it. I don't know if Ron DeSantis can do it. What I do know, though, is that we'll take a message like the one I'm about to play for you. Now, this is not someone who I think is a viable candidate for the office of president of the United States. But this is someone who loves his country, loves his country enough to serve them, loves his country enough to put himself through the pain of becoming a Navy SEAL. Uh, I played for you yesterday the comments of Rob O'Neill, Navy SEAL, who killed bin Laden. This Navy SEAL is Jocko Willick. Uh, Jocko has his own podcast. He's, he's an unbelievably unique person. Uh, Jocko Willick is the kind of guy... That reminds me of the Jack Nicholson character in A Few Good Men. You want Jocko Willick on that wall. You need him on that wall. And we need a president who would say, in this situation in Afghanistan, botched, embarrassing, humiliating, degrading as it is, we need a president who will not say the buck stops here and then pass that buck. The buck stops here so I can pass it to Donald Trump, to the Taliban, or excuse me, to the 
fighters of Afghanistan who deserted us to NATO. No, the buck stops means I shoulder the responsibility. So Jocko Willick yesterday went to social media and recorded a message as if he were president of the United States and as if he had screwed up the exit from Afghanistan the way Joe Biden has screwed it up. Here is what Jocko Willick says he would have said if he were the president. And this is the kind of leader we need, a leader who will admit their mistakes and react to their mistakes because no leader is able to function without at some point making a mistake. But true leaders are not defined by the mistakes they make. They're defined by the way they respond to the mistakes they make. And that is what Jocko Willick is talking about right here in the way that Joe Biden should, and his next opportunity comes today when he speaks at the podium at the White House, what Joe Biden should be saying right now. Good evening. I wanted to give you an update on the current situation in Afghanistan. As you know, we were set to leave Afghanistan this month. And as we began the final drawdown, I made some critical errors. Namely, I underestimated the strength of the Taliban and I overestimated the strength and capability of the friendly Afghan forces. This was my fault. And due to my mistake, the Taliban has taken control of Afghanistan. There are reports now that ISIS and Al-Qaeda are working alongside them. Unfortunately, there are tens of thousands of Americans on the ground there, as well as friends and allies of America on the ground. And these people, Americans and our allies, are all stranded. And that is my fault. But they will not be stranded for long. In the next 48 hours, America will be in control of most major airports in Afghanistan. Any resistance we meet from the Taliban or otherwise when we seize these airports will be destroyed completely and without mercy. From those airports, we will conduct rapid strike rescue missions until we have recovered and evacuated all our citizens, allies, and friends. Any person that interferes with these operations will be killed. We will also recover or destroy all aircraft, vehicles, weapons, and sensitive equipment that we left behind. Any person utilizing, guarding, or located in close proximity to these weapons or equipment will be killed. Once we have evacuated all friendly personnel and recovered or destroyed the weapons and equipment left behind, we will depart Afghanistan. But we will continue to monitor everything that happens in Afghanistan through our ground and airborne surveillance equipment. Terrorist training camps or activity will be targeted and destroyed. Gross violations of human rights will be stopped through overwhelming force. And any group in Afghanistan fighting for freedom, liberty, and basic human rights will be supported through special operations forces and ruthless precision air power. We will continue that dedicated support until the enemy is no longer a threat to humanity or to the good people of Afghanistan. 
May God bless America and may God have mercy on the souls of our enemy because we will not. That is all. Now, that's what a leader would say. Even a leader who messed up, like Joe Biden, has messed up. Every mistake is fixable. But not if you're afraid to admit your personal responsibility and accountability. So instead of having Jocko as president, we have Bozo as president. And this is where we are. Joe Biden has said today that the August 31st deadline to withdraw from Afghanistan, which is entirely impossible to meet by doing what his administration has sworn it's going to do, rescue every American citizen and all the Afghanis who helped us and won out. That is impossible to do by August 31st. He is going to do it anyway because he knows if he does not do it, the Taliban is going to massacre Americans left behind. Make no mistake, they're going to massacre the Americans who will be left behind anyway. And you, if you have the stomach to watch it, will be able to watch it because they will most assuredly film it and release it to inspire terror around the world and to take a victory lap over the incompetence of the American president. Already, his Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has admitted that the people we resoundingly defeated in the aftermath of 9-11 control the only airport in Kabul because we chose, we chose, Joe Biden chose, we didn't choose, Joe Biden chose, to shut down a secure U.S. military base which dwarfs the Kabul airport, which has a grand total of one, one runway. Because we chose to shut down Bagram Air Force Base. The Taliban is in control of the only airport through which Americans can escape the Taliban. Someone in our audience might listen to you, Mr. Secretary, and say, oh, so we have to ask the Taliban for permission for American citizens to leave. True or not true? They, they are in control of Kabul. That is the reality. Uh, that's the reality uh, that, uh, that we have to deal with. How comfortable are you with mission? that, Mr. Secretary? Um, my, what I'm, what I'm uh, focused on, uh, what we're all focused on, is getting people out and making sure that we're doing everything possible to do that. And in this case, uh, it uh, is, I think, a requirement of the job uh, to be in contact with, uh, with the Taliban, which controls Kabul. Yeah, we have to ask their permission. Which is another way of saying we have to depend upon the kindness of people who butcher their opponents and take pleasure from. We are dependent upon the kindness of the Taliban by the admission of the American Secretary of State. You can follow statenews.org on Twitter if you'd like uh, the latest updates on what's going on in state of Ohio government today. They are holding hearings odd during a recess. They're not supposed to be back until September. But they are holding hearings on a bill sponsored by Jennifer Gross, Republican from Westchester. You knew it would be Republican if it had anything to do with freedom. Uh <laughs> to prevent mandates on COVID vaccines 
and also shots for childhood illnesses like measles. Look, I, I understand like people going, oh, you're an idiot if you're anti-vaccine. And I'm not anti-vaccine. I, my kids have gotten a measles vaccine and all that. I just um, think that we're in a little different era now. I've said before in this show, you can catch it on the podcast from my open first segment of the show. We've progressed to the point, and I don't know if this was the initial strategy, but we've certainly progressed to a point where whether or not you get a vaccine, now that the Pfizer vaccine has been approved for full use, no longer emergency only, we've progressed to the point where whether you get a vaccine or not has become a perfect barometer for those in power to determine who they can control and who they cannot. It does not mean if you got vaccinated that you're somebody who wants to be controlled. There are many of you that have gotten vaccinated because for you it was a health thing, and that's fine. If you believe that, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I I certainly allow you to make your own decision on that. I talked to a friend today who finally got vaccinated. He said, look, if I don't get vaccinated now, then my work's going to know that I've been coming in without a mask when all those of us who were unvaccinated were supposed to be wearing masks and I'll get fired. He also has a side job that he travels. And if he doesn't provide a mask mandate or a mask or a vaccine passport, he could have to travel spur of the moment. Boom. Can't get on a plane if Biden makes that mandatory that you get a vaccine. And he can because it's federal transportation, just like your kids are wearing masks on buses. So I understand. I don't have a problem with that. But what I believe is indisputably true is that this has become a way for those in power to determine, ah, these are the people that we know we can control, or a large majority of these people, the people we know we can control, and a large majority of of those who have not been vaccinated are those that we are going to have a problem controlling. Okay. So let me give you some details on a news event, and let me give you what I think is a, a biblical perspective to that particular issue. So they're protesting down at the state house today. They're on the street. They're blowing horns. They're holding up signs. People are honking horns in support. People who are saying, we want our freedom. We want to be able to decide this on our own. I think overwhelmingly people want to be able to decide this on our own. But as I said, Hudson School Board last night, Northeast Ohio, they had the perfect barometer. 30% of their parents opted in for all year, segregating students from other students in the school with masks all the time, 30%. So that tells you 70% of the parents do not want masks on their kids in school. The board implemented a mask mandate anyway. Okay. So what's the biblical perspective on this? I think two things are important to remember. Number one, the verse in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 5, let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. All right, so everything we do Let's tear that apart. Let your, you know, good deeds shine. So you got to do good deeds, okay? Let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds. If you're not doing good deeds, none to see. So you got to produce light. You don't advertise your good deeds. Others see them and notice them. And you don't take the credit for your good deeds. You let that glorify your Father in heaven, okay? And then the other scripture that comes to mind is Ephesians 6 where Paul talks about the full armor of God and then you get that armor on and then you stand how? Firm. You stand firm. You stand firm. 
I think it is possible. In fact, I think it is our calling as Christians to be kind, do good deeds, and still stand firm. You can stand firm without being disagreeable. The word firm to me means resolute, rooted in. Paul uses the word rooted at one point in time in one of his epistles. Rooted can mean, I, I have a friend who has illustrated that in our, uh, in our Sunday school class. Rooted can mean like you're set in concrete. A post that's set in concrete is rooted. You need to be rooted to standing firm. You're standing, you're like, you're not going to move. Now look. Eventually, can the state decide, look, if you're not going to do what we tell you to do, here are the consequences. Yes, they can. That's also biblical. They're in power because they've been allowed to be in power. And God allows evil rulers. He does. He allows evil rulers. Read your Old Testament. Read First and Second Kings. He has a purpose sometimes in evil rulers. Do I think Joe Biden is an evil ruler? Yeah, I do. Like, duh, yes. He's grown up in the Catholic Church. Has he been exposed to the truth? Yes. Has the truth set him free? No. Does he listen to God? Does he prioritize God? Eh, Only on the things he cares about. His faith is an a la carte faith. I'll pick this part. I like the rosary. I like going to church. I like going to mass. No, protect unborn life? (laughs) No thanks, I'll leave that on the plate. That would hurt me politically. Joe Biden is a horrible father. Well, he loves his son. Of course he loves his son. It doesn't mean you can love your son, it doesn't mean you're a good parent. His son's a train wreck. His son's an epic disaster. His son's a racist. His son's an opportunist. His son's immoral. His son, as defined by the terms of Proverbs, is a fool. He's the father of a fool. So, yeah, I do think Joe Biden's an evil ruler. I have no doubt in my mind he's an evil ruler. I think he's gripped by evil. And that's unfortunate. It's sad. Anybody who's headed for the eventuality that I perceive at this point in time based upon his deeds and what he advertises that he's headed for, that's very sad. I don't take any pleasure in that, nor should you. But it doesn't change the fact that we're called to do what we're called to do, which is, according to Matthew 5, let your good deeds shine before Men, so, or let, let your light shine before men so they can see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, all this contradictory stuff coming out of the White House this week. Blinken and Biden saying one thing, Blinken saying another. You know, Biden saying, oh, ISIS is out of Afghanistan. And Blinken's like, no, 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 they're not out of Afghanistan. They're not. Which, this was the most troubling news by the <laughs> Sound by the week. I mean, this was an incredible admission by Anthony Blinken to a question from Chris Wallace. Mr. Secretary, does the president not know what's going on? This is an incredibly emotional time uh, for for many of us, uh, and including allies and partners who've been shoulder to shoulder with us in Afghanistan for 20 years. See, the answer to that question is not, oh, this is really emotional, it's really tough. The answer to that question is, what kind of question is that, Chris? Of course the President of the United States knows what's going on. He's the President of the United States. He's the most powerful man in the world. He's got his finger on the button. He knows everything that's going on. What are you questioning the acumen of the President of the United States? That's the answer. 
When the answer is not that answer, then you have your answer, that he's not aware of what's going on, or he wouldn't say, ISIS is out of Afghanistan. He wouldn't say the airport's secure when it's not secure. He wouldn't say that Afghan forces just gave up, turned tail, and ran when 50,000 of them have died in battle. He wouldn't say those things, but he does say those things. And then Anthony Blinken comes out, and he contradicts what he says. And John Kirby at the Pentagon comes out, and he contradicts what Joe Biden says. And so this morning, I'm reading Proverbs chapter 22, verse 12, and it all makes sense to me. The eyes of the Lord keep watch over knowledge, but he frustrates the words of the unfaithful. Joe Biden raised in the Catholic Church. Oh, devout Catholic. Is he faithful? No, he is not. And so his presidency has been frustrated. He has been frustrated. And we all get to share in that frustration and in that humiliation because of the choices Joe Biden has made. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.